You're welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Chinedu Nwosu of The Bridge, A Simple Church. Stay back and be blessed. Your God has been faithful to you. If you know he's a dependable God, if you know he's a trustworthy God, why don't you open up your mouth, lift up your voice, and give God a loud shout of glory in this place this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Bless the name of our God. Look to somebody and tell that person, my God is faithful. Oh, my God has been faithful. Look at another person and tell him, my God has been faithful. Tell him, my God has been dependable. Tell him, if you don't know what to praise God for, praise God for me. Because you're looking at somebody who is an epitome of the faithfulness of God. One more time, put your hands together. Lift up your voice. If you don't mind, rub your head if it's like mine. Or rub your belly like it's mine. But do something that shows you're excited in the house of the Lord. And give him a loud, crazy shout of praise. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our God. Just before you're seated, I want us to pray for the children. So if you have a child or you are, yeah, if you have a child or you are a child, (laughs) hallelujah. If you have a child or you're trusting God for a child, this is a good time to pray, okay? This is a good time to pray. How many of us have children in here? These are children's day service. How many of us have children? How many of us hope to have children very soon? That should be everybody. All right, so wave your hand if you have a child or you hope to have a child very, very, very soon. All right, glory to God. One verse of scripture. Let's go to um, Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5. Popular scripture. I want us to pray for the children because today is Children's Day, children's day service here on the bridge. Let's just pray for our children. From 120, Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5, he says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. Heritage means inheritance of the Lord. He says, And the fruit of the womb is God's reward to you. He says, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of youth. So children essentially are projectiles. They are arrows that you release into your future to preserve your future, to preserve the nation around us. So he says children as as an arrow in the hand of the the man. He says, verse 5 says, happy is the man that had his quiver full of them. So you should have the quiver full. He says, for they are not ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies at or in the gate. Simple prayer point. Father, I shoot my child into his glorious death in the name of Jesus. Like an arrow, I release my children into their glorious destinies in the name of Jesus. Children born, children not unborn, I release them into their glorious destinies in the name of Jesus. Now open up your mouth and begin to pray. I want you to pray for your child if you have any. If you don't have, put your hand in your belly because your seed represents your children and begin to speak to them. Say, I shoot my children. I shoot my son and my daughter into their glorious destiny in the name of Jesus. Like like an arrow I release them. They shall do great things. They shall do awesome things. They shall do mighty things. They shall do exploits in the name of Jesus. You're not praying. I can't hear you praying. Open up your body begin to pray. I can't hear you praying. It doesn't matter how young you are. You carry seeds inside of you that are representative of your children. Open up your mother and begin to say I shoot them in right now into their futures. Open up your mouth and say they shall not be small. They shall be big. They shall not be empty. They shall be full. They shall not be weak. They shall shall be stronger. They shall not be nobodies. They shall be somebodies. They shall exceed me, exceed my wife, exceed my parents, exceed my generation. They shall do great and mighty things in their generation. Open up your mouth 30 more seconds. Speak into the life of that child. If you have a child right now or children and you know their names, open up your mouth and begin to say, my son, 
I command you into your glorious destiny. My son Joshua, my son Sean, I command you into your glorious destiny. My daughter Zara, I speak you into great things. You shall not be small, you shall be plenty. You shall not be a few, you shall enlarge. You shall not be nobodies, you shall be somebodies. You shall exceed where I stop. Open up your mouth, 30 more seconds. Now one more prayer point, begin to draw the bloodline around your children. Oh, the devil won't see them. Sickness won't see them. Roll your hands like this. My children, born and unborn, I draw the bloodline around you. My children, born and unborn, I draw the bloodline around you. No sickness, no disease, no attack of the enemy, no bullet shall locate you because you are preserved. Oh, Ah, when you're playing, you're preserved. When you're with other children, you're preserved. Bad nannies won't see you. Bad, bad, uh, bad friends won't see you. You shall not roll with the wrong company. You shall not be found in the wrong place at the wrong time. You shall always be in the presence of the Lord. If you believe it, somebody right now, lift up your voice for the children and shout aloud, Amen, somebody. Oh, come on, that amen stand, standing on one leg. I said, shout aloud, Amen. Oh, that amen sounds like you don't really believe God has heard what you said this Sunday morning. I said, shout a loud amen. You're just getting there. I said, shout a believing, an earthquaking, a roof pulling amen in this place. Anybody shout amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm excited I'm in the presence of God. It is so nice to be in his presence. Maybe because it's Children's Day, I feel like a child today. Matthew chapter 18, very quickly, because of time. Matthew chapter 18, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 6. Are you with me this uh, Sunday morning? It's our Children's Day service, and you ought to be excited about that today. Matthew 18, verse 1 to 6. Quickly, 1, 2, go. Let's read together. At the same time came the disciples of Jesus. I can't hear you. Is he on the screen? Is he on the screen? All right. You want me to make you stand up? <laughs> okay, sit down first. If you don't read it out well, then you stand up so you can project. One, two, go. And at the same time, came the disciples of Jesus. Okay, let's, can we rise to our feet? Let's respect the second person of Trinity and rise to our feet. So you can project, okay? One, two, go. And at the same time, came the disciples of Jesus. I can't hear you. Saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called the little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as, a little, as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever, I can't hear you. And whosoever shall receive one of such little child in my name receiveth me. But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him than a millstone be hanged about his neck and that he drowned in the depth of the sea. For emphasis, I want to read verse 3 for you. He says, and he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Verily means of a certainty. Without any argument, without any contention. Look, if you will contend with anything, don't contend with this one I want to say. That's what verily means. He says, verily, I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as, a little, as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. They asked Jesus, what shall it take to be the greatest in heaven? Jesus is even saying, except you are converted like a child. You can't even enter it. Talk more of being the greatest. So what Jesus is saying in the text is, act like a child. I know we often tell people, act like a man. Act like a woman. Act like, a, like you're grown up. But today, Jesus is saying to you today, act like a child. So I want you to walk around the five people and help me tell them, Jesus said to you today, act like a child. <laughs> act like a child. You say, act like a child. Stop all this bone face. You just saw some of the children display how they are. Act like a child. Act like a child. If you see anybody who is frowning their face, tell him, calm down and act like a child. Father, we thank you. For we know that you're able to do all things according to your word, deposited in this place. Thank you for the brevity of the moment. We know you will do great things through your word. Speak, your children listen. Let there be a grace in this place to cause the speaking, the teaching, the receiving of the word easy and effective today. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed and everybody shout aloud, amen. Before you're seated, look at your neighbor one more time. Tell him, act like a child. Oh, come on, say, act like a child. His children, they so act like a child. Yeah, yeah. We often idealize the disciples or the apostles of Jesus Christ. We idealize them and we also idolize them. So we idealize and we idolize them because we believe that they must have been very great, holy, mighty men of God for God to have used them to do the things he did all throughout the epistles and birth the church with Jesus Christ. And it is true. They are great men. They are powerful men. But then they are also normal people like you and I too. They are just like you and I. And we see a lot about their, their commonality or how common they are or how ordinary they can be sometimes when we look at the Gospels. Because at the Gospels, they had just met Jesus. Their spiritual life was still being formed. They were still with the master. So they could afford certain things because their father or the master was with them. So we can see when you look at the life of the apostles or disciples, some of this childish, some of the things that they did, that uh, you ask yourself, ah, a man of God can even do this. For example, in our text, they were asking who will be the greatest in the kingdom. That means there must have been some conversation about jostling for power. There must have been some conversation about who is really greater amongst them. Just like we come into the, a, a group, people like to tussle for authority and for who, is, who has the greatest power and all of that thing. So, so we see that happening. In fact, it became even much clearer in Matthew 2020. If you have the time, go and look at Matthew 2020. In Matthew 2020, the Mrs. Zebedee, Mrs. Zebedee, the, the mother of the Zebedee sons, James and John, decided that she will go to Jesus and say, Jesus, the Bible says she came worshiping Jesus. So she caught Jesus' attention. She worshiped Jesus, bowed down on the floor, prostrate before Jesus. Jesus must have thought something serious was up. So Jesus said, what led thee or what manner of problem have thee that thou worshipest me this way? Do you know what Mrs. Zebedee said? The moment Jesus said that, she said, Jesus, I beg you. I want you to promise me something. I want my two sons 
to sit at your right hand, one at your right and one at your left when they get to the kingdom of God. I want them to occupy the best position. In other words, she was conversing for position for her children at the detriment of the other disciples. So she was, she was like, and you know something, if you've studied um, the, the life and the times of these disciples, you will discover that the sons of Zebedee were perhaps one of the most affluential, the richest of all the disciples, because their father had a business in Mark chapter 1 verse 18 or so. In Mark 1 18, where they, during their call, we see that Jesus came to them and met their father fishing, had a fishing company, and out of that hired servants. So they were probably affluential, and they had some income. They were not like other disciples, so they had some income. So this woman thought she could use her connection and her money and her power to get across to Jesus to guarantee a great seat for her, her two sons, James and John. To show you that they were just like you and I, struggling every mother. We want their child to take the greatest position and will do absolutely anything. I remember when I, when I finished medical school and I was coming to do my housemanship here, yeah, housemanship. I know what my mom tried to do. Went to see she was ready to go to the CMD of National Hospital and prostrate and beg her, please let my son do NY do house job here. So she was like, no, no, she was, I was like, Mommy, don't go. She said she will go, you know, all of that. So she was willing to do anything to ensure that I got a good placement so to do my housemanship. The point is, everything you see in the scriptures, stop, stop trying to over-spiritualize or idealize them. They were just like you and I too. They had the same issues. They wanted the same things. So this must have been happening in the text that they run to Jesus and began to ask Jesus, Jesus, what will it take to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And Jesus told them something. Jesus said to them, the Bible says he took a child and he placed the child in front of them as an example. He said, except you begin to, you're converted and begin to think like this child that you cannot even enter the kingdom of God. My discourse today or my sermon is a very simple sermon just to once again bring children up since it's children's day and plant them before us and to simply tell you except you behave like this child you cannot be great in the kingdom of God. Except you find out what qualities this child has, you cannot be great in the kingdom of God. That's why I said act like a child. But the moment I say that, there's contention in my conversation or contention in my speech because there are two manifestations or two features or two extreme poles of childish behavior or, or acting like a child. The first one is being childish and the second one is being childlike. So when I say act like a child, I am saying, or what Jesus was saying, is that don't be childish, but be childlike. Let's say it one more time. Say, don't be childish, be childlike. There are two different things. One more time. Say, don't be childish, but be childlike. What does it mean to be childish? Because childish people also act like children. That's not what Jesus was referring to. In fact, they were already acting childish when they were adjusting for power the way they did. So, what does it mean to be childish? Well, I checked the dictionary. The dictionary, sometimes we confuse both of them, so let's do a bit of grammar. So, to be, a, to be childish is to act silly and immature. To be act silly and immature and points to the unfavorable attributes of children. So children have good qualities and they have not so good qualities. They have favorable qualities that we should emulate and they have not so favorable uh, qualities that if you are walking like or you are behaving like, you ought not to do that. So to be childish is to act silly and immature 
and it points to the unfavorable attributes of children but to be childlike is different to be childlike means to humble and to trust and to be innocent and points to the favorable attitudes of children so what Jesus was saying is simple stop being childish rather be childlike so there's difference both are qualities of children just that one is favorable the other one is not favorable so one more time look at your neighbor and say neighbor stop being childish now say that say that with with some kind of uh, like ah, oh, come on man stop being childish say stop being childish now now with an encouraging face say but be childlike <laughs> so you see it's different stop being childish but be childlike one is you have a demeaning attitude when you talk to the person stop stop that and then you have the one of imploring the person to do something right one more time say stop being childish but be childlike <laughs> all right so what i want to do very quickly in the next eight minutes is to run through quickly some qualities that children have that we should not grow out of we should always make sure that we have what are some of those simple childlike qualities that we need to emulate from our children that we see that have been such a blessing to us today hallelujah very quickly because of time number one the first quality is that from the text already we see the first and the most important one humility humility children are humble children are humble there is no way to explain humility other than you know what I mean humility is that attitude and that disposition you have of being modest and viewing yourself low in importance compared to other people but you see it is difficult for us as adults to be humble because we feel that we have grown up we feel that we have uh, attained some things in life so we refuse to be humble but the Bible, Jesus is saying, except you are humble like a child, you don't consider yourself as much before those who are before you and in front of you that you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus often preached very simple things that you could not miss. He says, be humble like a child. Esteem yourself lower than others. Esteem others to be greater than you. Be humble. Look at your neighbor say, be humble. Like a child, be humble be humble the bible says in james 4 6 it says but he giveth more grace wherefore he said god resisted the proud but giveth grace to the humble i've come to remind you again that perhaps one of the reasons why you're not growing as you expect is because of your pride he said god resisted the proud and giveth more grace to the humble stop thinking you are too much all of those things of do you know who i am who are you calm down do you know the degrees i have how many degrees do you have especially in this side of the world you dress to kill humble yourself some people when they dress up they look at the mirror and say today i will slay them ah they're coming to church today i will kill them if i walk by they don't notice me ah that's pride stop being so proud be simple be genuine 
and be humble. Biblically, there's another definition for pride or humility. The other definition for humility, listen to me very carefully, from the Bible is that being humble is believing what God says about yourself more than what anyone says about you or what you even think about yourself. So when you are thinking, you're thinking of yourself as God thinks of you, you are also being humble. If God says you are this, you are that, you might not look like it. You might not look like your, 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 what, what the scriptures say you are. But God says that you are the head and not the tail. Seeing yourself as God sees you is not pride. You are simply conveying the way God sees me. So you carry yourself well. See yourself the way God sees you. Sometimes you don't, what you think of yourself is far, too far from what God thinks about you. But anytime you want to use bone face and say, well, God said that, but that's not who I am. You have been proud before God. If God says you can do it, you can do it. If God says you have it, you have it. If God said you will rise to the top, you rise to the top. If God says calm down, calm down. See yourself the way God sees you. That is also the biblical definition of pride, of humility. Look at somebody who says to be humble. I also want to draw a quick distinction between humility and humility. There are two different things. Humility and humility. How many of you have heard of the word humility? It's the one we call it, humility. Humility is false humility. <laughs> If you really want to be humble, be humble. Don't be, there is false humility. When, you know, in fact, how you know somebody who is falsely humble is somebody who brags about being humble. Have you heard of people like that? How can you be bragging that you are humble? <laughs> it shows that you are not humble, but you are proud. How can you be proud of humility? Look, think about that. How can you be proud of humility? So you, I'm a humble guy. I'm a humble guy. You know I'm a humble guy. Hello. For you to be saying it that way, you're not humble. Hallelujah. So don't be, don't walk in humility. <laughs> walk in humility. Children are very humble. Very humble. They don't have, they don't have no air. They have no airs around themselves. They just play. And you have to remind them that of who they are for them to even remember. They just carry themselves that way. So number one, humility. So Jesus said, except you are humble, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. I don't care what you have. I don't care the kind of degrees you have. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how handsome you are. Humble yourself. Come down. Relax. Let God exalt you in due season. When you come in, James, in the book of James, says when you come into a, a, a public gathering or an event, go and sit down at the back, no matter how great you are. Let them come and fetch you from the back and bring you to the front. But some people, hey, you don't know who I am. I know who I am. Can't see my car. No matter who you are, humble yourself. Very quickly. Number two, number two, the second thing we see from the text as well, I'll take the first two from our text. The second quality of children we see there is that children are trusting or I checked up this one and I was so I was in, I was glad it was in the, in the dictionary. Children are trustful, trustfulness. They are full of trust. Children are full of trust. What does it mean to be trustful or to be trusting? It means to be. Go one second. Let me check my definition. To be trustful is always believing that other people are good or honest and will not harm or deceive you. Children trust. You know why they trust? Because they don't know so much yet. They have not been through the kind of things that all of us as adults have been through. So they are able to trust. You tell a child, 
you open up your hands to a baby and you tell the child to jump, the child does trust that you said he should jump. That means you can catch them. So they, they jump on your arms. Children are trustful. They are trusting. Except you trust God the way a child trusts God. You cannot enter. And you know sometimes, enter the kingdom of God, it is first of all, symbol, uh, 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 physical or rather, uh, what word now? It is literal in that there is a kingdom of God and then it's also um, allegorical in that it means the space that you ought to come into where you enjoy the fullness of what God has in store for you. That's also the allegorical meaning of, meaning of entering the kingdom of God. So that you come into your place of prominence. You come into your place of growth. You come into your place of grace. He says, except you trust like a child trusts, you can't come in there. You see, eh? there are many things that can make you disbelieve God. There are many things. The events you've been through what you've come through to get here. Sometimes God can say some things to you and you're like, ah, no, 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 God can't do that one. It will take years for that to happen. But God says, except you trust me, except you are full of trust for me and for my word, except you consider that the things I tell you I can do, I can do it. If you don't trust me, you can't enter the kingdom of God. You can enter your place of wealth, your place of actualizing all that I have in store for you. Children are trusting. They trust God. They trust people. So learn to trust people. And I know it's easier said than done. But you have to trust. Until you are vulnerable like that, you might never find the things that God has in store for you. There are so many single ladies especially, single guys as well, who are struggling to get into a relationship for one single reason. They do not trust anymore that anything good can come out of a relationship or out of this person. You are about to give up because you don't trust again. Somebody has hurt you. Somebody has broken your heart. Somebody has disappointed you. And so you don't want to trust. But if you don't trust, you can't make those quantum leaps and growth that you desire. Children trust. Jesus is saying, except you trust, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I know that's what Jesus was saying and what Jesus meant. Because Jesus said later in the text that if anybody takes advantage of their trustfulness, to abuse them, to misuse them, to mess them up, that it were better for that person to hang a millstone around his neck and drown in the sea. So God knows, Jesus knows, that sometimes when you are trustful like that, you can get into trouble. Some people want to use it for granted, for, take it for granted, and want to abuse it. God says, leave them for me. I will deal with that person. Because the person has decided to trust, you have taken advantage of that trust. God says, I will deal with the person. At the end of the day, it should be better for the person that they drowned. Than, you know when God decides he wants to pour his vengeance on you? Who will you run to? So it pays to trust God, especially, and trust the people God wants you to trust, no matter how vulnerable that might make you. So wake your trust life off. Another word for trust is faith. To be full of faith and to be full of faith. Very quickly now. Two more, two more before I go. Then the third one is that children are innocent. Innocent. They are without guile. The word innocent there means to be without guile and without hypocrisy. Children are not, they don't know anything yet. In Hebrew they say, they don't know anything so they can just take anything like that. They are innocent. God says, except you are innocent like that, you can't get the great things I want for you. So be innocent like a child. Please stop being cunning and crafty and 
deceitful, hypocritical. Children are not hypocritical. What they say is what they say. I, I keep telling people, if I want to know exactly what you say about me in your house, you know what I do? I play with your children. That's why I do it. Hello, little man. Hey, how are you doing? Then I'll know if you have been abusing me. The children don't know how to hide it. They will just, ah, they'll, just, they'll either run away or they will just say it. Well, my daddy said you have a big head. <laughs> because you go to the children to find out exactly what is going on in the home. But when, I, when, I, when they see me and they run to me, hey, pastor, I say, ah, these ones are speaking well of me at home. They are praying for me. Hallelujah. So when I come and play with your children, you better be praying. When I'm playing with them, be praying that they don't expose you. <laughs> but I know you have good things you think about me, so it's safe, all right? All right, so children are innocent. So the Bible says be innocent. Stop. Be, be, innocence means your freedom from guilt, trickery, guile, cunningness, harmless and inoffensive. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I send forth, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and innocent. The word harmless there is the word innocent as doves. Be wise yet be innocent as doves. That's the greatest quality you can have to be innocent. Not to be full of guile and trickery. Number four, forgiveness. I don't think it's on my slide. Children are able to forgive. No matter what you do, they will forgive you. You scold them today, tomorrow. You go and play with them, they will jump up again. Adults are find it very difficult to forgive very difficult to forgive if you can't forgive first of all your prayers can't even be answered if you can't forgive you become a slave to the person that you're holding a grudge against because they detect your they, they decide your life forgiveness i tell people when they in fact whenever i go for any marriage ceremony those who know me and i'm asked to preach there's only one message i preach forgiveness if they ask me the one and most important thing that can make a marriage work, it is forgiveness. It is not any other thing but forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key. If you can't forgive, you can't go forward in life. People are carrying hurts from 20, 30, 40 years ago. You are still carrying it in your heart. Why won't you be sick? Why won't you release stress hormones from your body and they're causing confusion? Why won't you ever go forward? So they hurt you, I know. But you have to forgive for your own sake and for a particular scripture that I always use. So if you invite me for your wedding to preach for you, I'm going to preach from Ephesians 4.32. I've told you up front. That's what I'm going to preach about. Ephesians 4.32. Let me read to you. He says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. He says, Forgive one another. Why? Because Christ forgave, God forgave you for Christ's sake. You forgive because you have been forgiven. You don't forgive so you will be forgiven. The only reason why you forgive is because Christ, God forgave you. Not for you. Not because you said you're sorry. But for Christ's sake. So that before you even ask for forgiveness, you have been forgiven. It's called forgiveness in advance. That's the highest form of forgiveness. To know that somebody knows that I have forgiven you in advance. Before you even do anything, I've forgiven you. Children are like that. They forgive you in advance. They have pure, unadulterated love and forgiveness for you. So learn to forgive. Forgiveness. Okay, last two. Persistence. Because of time. Children are persistent. 
if you don't believe they are, then come and meet Zara, my daughter. That lady can disturb you for something. Just make the mistake of promising her something. You are in trouble. Until you deliver. Every day, every hour, when she comes back from school. But daddy, you said, in the morning she wake up, daddy, you said, before you go to bed, daddy, you said, they will keep persisting until you do it. But you see, some of us adults, when you ask God once, he doesn't do it. See, this God is a bad God. You persist. You continue to persist. Be as persistent as a child before the presence of God. I don't have time to tell you about the little parable Jesus shared when he said he was, in fact, from that parable, let me just, I, let me just mention that. From that parable, I think it's in Matthew chapter 10, I think. Uh, okay, let me leave because of time. When Jesus shared a certain parable, I can't remember, the, Luke chapter 10 or so. He shared a parable and then he said there was a man who had a friend coming from town outside of time at midnight and he wanted to serve the person bread but the person didn't have he didn't have enough bread so he went to his neighbor and when he went to his neighbor and he started knocking on the neighbor's door neighbor can i get some bread from you the neighbor said no go away can you see my children are sleeping everybody's sleeping but he continued to persist until the neighbor came and gave him bread and he gave himself jesus said in the same manner when you ask keep on asking when you knock keep on knocking it was in the context that context that jesus said what he said so he said Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. When you read your Bible, what you see is ask once and you shall receive. But in the original text, and when you go to the amplified version, and in the original text, it is, is a term, it is a grammatical structure in Greek that connotes continuous present tense. What Jesus was saying, and, and that's why he shared the story. He was saying, you have to keep asking. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't just knock once. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Children, if you don't know what I mean, follow children and see what they do. Guess how you should ask God for that thing. You should keep praying about it. Keep seeking the face of God. Keep standing in that place. You don't get it the first time, you keep standing. You keep standing. You keep standing in faith. And I keep asking. You persist in your prayer. It's called the prayer of importunity. You keep persisting until you see it come to pass in your life. Be like a child and please be persistent. Don't just stop once. Say once and it's over. Continue to persist until you see it. Then lastly, children are generous. Children are generous. And we ought to be generous like children. They don't know anything yet. They don't know the cost of food, so they can afford to be generous. It's not that they don't know. It doesn't bother them what it costs, so they can be generous. You go and buy, buy them something that is worth so much money, they give it to a friend. <laughs> they don't know the value of that thing. So they are just by nature generous. They don't know what you're talking about. Children are generous, and God commands us to be generous. Generous in church, generous to people around you. Be like a child and be generous. Stop hoarding things. Stop being so afraid you will fail. Things are going to get. No, no, no. Be generous. Be like a child. For Jesus said, except you are generous like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't be great in the kingdom of God. Learn to be generous. I know the economy is this and that, but we don't live. Who said we ever live by the economy of the world? We live by the economy of heaven. For the Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. According to his riches, not your riches. Your needs are supplied. Hallelujah. So learn to be generous. 
Learn to give. Let somebody beside you not be starving and you do nothing about it. Give like a child. Trust God. Be full of trust for God and give. Let somebody who needs something around you, don't, don't walk away. Don't just say, go and be filled. Give to the person that you'll be filled. Children are generous. Give to the kingdom of God. Give to your neighbors. Give to those around you. Be like a child. Act like a child and be generous. Hallelujah. Amen. Act like a child and be generous like children. Hallelujah. So look at one, somebody one more time and say, don't be childish. Don't be immature, but be childlike. And what I mean by that is that you should be humble. Let me hear you say. Be humble. Be trustful. Be innocent. Be persistent. Be generous. And be forgiving. You've just listened to an amazing message by Pastor Chinedu Unwosu of the Bree Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. at the Nafil Arcade and Water Park, Vuse Zone 7, and midweek services at the Chiratin Hotel, number 30 Sokode Crescent, Vuse Zone 5. God bless you.